when I taught the mystery of godliness, I went down through a lot of things about the deity of Jesus Christ, and I feel a need to put a bunch of this on video to help these people. For the most part, these people are going against their own teachings because the Jehovah Witnesses are scared to death to have anybody give them a piece of literature they could read that would turn them away from their beliefs. Number two, I made this video and I tried to pass it out to Jehovah Witnesses, and uh, they've claimed that they're not allowed to watch it per elder. Uh, Brother Lovell dealt with Jehovah Witnesses. He had a niece that was with Jehovah Witnesses, and the elders came in, and Brother Lovell and Brother Bill came in, and they defeated the Jehovah Witnesses, slam dunk a hundred to nothing. And uh, when they got done, his niece looked and said, I don't care what you say, I'm going to be a Jehovah Witness. And they rejoiced and danced out of there in spite of them elders not even having an answer. Those elders told Brother Lovell, for every one man they meet like him, they run into 10,000 that don't know their Bible. But Brother Lovell can nail their hide to the wall and pin it to them. And uh, unfortunately, he's not here today, so uh, he's with Jesus. And uh, so we'll, we'll try to help you. Uh, what I want to say is I got their book. Amen? Amen. New World Translation of the Scriptures. See, there I got it. And uh, the one thing that these folks don't like to realize is that I've looked on the inside of it. Amen? And uh, I know what they got. It says, The kingdom interlinear translation of the Greek scriptures which were presented under the Greek text revised by Westcott and Hort 1948 reprint a literal word for word translation in English during the past 34 years the New World Translation has been translated in part or in its entirety into 10 other languages with total printing for distribution surpasses 38 39 million big deal but you know what they did they translated from a Catholic Bible. Compare this with an NIV, New ASV. They do one thing that's a little bit more honest in your NIV, like Matthew 17, 21. They take the number completely out in an NIV. In this one, they'll put a dash. They'll go Matthew 17, 21, and then a line. 18, 11, a line. Matthew 23, 14, a line. The NIV, they just totally blend all the numbers in with all the words so you can't follow it. You understand? And when you go to Matthew 18, 11, it's not there. They got 18, 10, and 18, 12 in an NIV. Why do they take the numbers out? Can you trust anybody can't count to 11? But the NIV, or the, the New World Translation, they'll turn around and at least put a slash there. But these guys are all mixed up. I dealt with a Jehovah Witness downtown. He said, would you like a new... Uh, uh, new translation of the King James Bible. I said, it's not the King James Bible. Yeah, it is. I said, no, it ain't. It's a West Cotton Hort. West Cotton Hort ain't it. West Cotton Hort comes out from Origins, Hexafla, the fifth column, out of Alexandria, Egypt. Our King James Bible comes out of Antioch, Syria, through the manuscripts there, the Syrian text. And I think it's funny is they don't claim nothing here about the Hebrew. They're just talking about the Greek. I think it's funny. Mm -hmm. But uh, the bottom line is, I know what their book says. And then I bring stuff out and I tell them what their book says and then they tell me I don't know what I'm talking about. I think that's even funnier. Yeah. When I quote from their book and they say, he don't know what he's talking about. Yeah, well, I just read your book. I got it highlighted. I got it marked up. I know what you said. Right? Amen. I compare it to what God said. 
Not what the devil said. Right. And I compare them. Things that are different are not the same. Pretty simple, isn't it? Amen. <laughs> so, I think it's funny. I just literally think it's funny. The guy, let's go to 1 Timothy 3. This, this guy uh, literally laughed his head off. Uh, when I said this verse right here, he, he, he just he about popped a gasket. Amen. And uh, so First uh, Timothy 3:16. It said, "Without controversy, right? And without controversy. Great is the mystery of godliness, right? Amen. Great is the mystery of godliness. It's a great controversy over the mystery of godliness. What is that mystery? God was manifested how? In the flesh. When did God ever became flesh? When did God ever take on a human flesh? That guy laughed. God in the flesh. <laughs> well, their Bible changes it. What's it say? Indeed, the sacred secret of the godly devotion, admittedly great. He was manifest in the flesh and was declared in the righteous in the spirit, appeared to angels, and was preached about among nations, and was believed upon in parenthesis, the world, and was received up to glory. Come on, man, give me a break. Ain't that, ain't that crazy? The godly devotion of this admittedly great. You gotta be kidding me. Hello? Amen? God was manifest in the flesh. What's that called? It's called the incarnation. What is incarnation? The incarnate means to clothe with flesh, to embody in flesh. God is a spirit. John 5, 4 what? 24. God is a spirit. Not God is spirit. God is a spirit. Boy, you ought to get that thing. Then they want to deny the Trinity. You understand what I'm saying? God is a spirit. Jesus Christ is the fullness of the Godhead how? Bodily. If God is a spirit and he was in this room and we were able to be able to put a sheet over him and vacuum seal that thing. Jesus Christ is the express image of the Father. That's what that body holds. You understand? Uh, right? Three persons in one God. Three distinct persons. Amen. Not three different gods. One God, three different persons. And uh, God, God reveals and manifests himself in three different ways. Amen as our God. And he, they each have a separate office. They each have a separate work. And we're not trying to preach on the Trinity today. But I want to try to show you that Jesus Christ is more than just a lesser God or a created God. He is God. Amen. And their book even tells you that, but they refuse to believe it. Sure. I'll give you something real simple. Let's just go simplicity. Let's go to Titus chapter 1. I texted this to these guys. They don't want to believe it. Today he, he typed in that Jesus was uh, uh, God's firstborn son. I laughed. Wow. He's Mary's firstborn son, but he's not God's firstborn son. No. Adam is a son of God. Luke, right? 338? Something like that. He is Adam, the son of God. Right? Israel is God's firstborn. 
He says in Exodus chapter 4, verse 22 and 23, he's his firstborn son. Jesus ain't his firstborn son. Jesus is his only begotten son. Big difference, man. Amen. And these people have a hard time with it. Let me get to Titus here real quick. Titus chapter 1, verse 3. You guys there? He says, But hath in due times manifest his word how? Through preaching, which is committed unto me according to the commandment of God our Savior. Isn't that a blessing? Now, verse 4. To Titus, my own son, after the what? Common faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ our. Now we got two saviors right there. Either they're the same or they're not. Sure. J.W. say, verse 3, commanded God our Savior, verse 3, and then verse 4, and Christ Jesus our. You know what they did? You know what they did there? Verse 4. Christ Jesus, our Savior, what'd they do? Read yours and read what I just said. They left out the Lord. Huh. Why'd they leave that out? Because they don't believe they're the same person. They believe they got two separate saviors. Let's go to Isaiah. Isaiah chapter, I got 43 written down. Isaiah 43. Now, we're, I'm telling you, these guys are crooked. They're crookeder than dog's hind legs. They have no final authority. They'll correct and say whatever they want to say. You understand? They're shifting sand. I told them, I said, you guys don't have a foundation on solid rock. You're shifting sand. And I said, I stand for the King James Bible, 100% the perfect word of God. And I said, you guys got a bunch of educated idiots sitting in a smoke-filled room up in New York somewhere trying to tell you and dictate what you believe. And whatever their literature says, they follow. And if you got a plain verse that describes it, they'll dismiss it and throw it off the plate. And they'll say, well, over here it says this. And they go into denial. I tell them, things that are different are not the same. Let's look what Isaiah says and what supposedly Jehovah God says about himself. Right? 43 verse 3, And ours says, For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy who? Thy Savior. There says, For I am Jehovah your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. You understand? Now, if Jehovah God's the Savior, then who's that in, first, in Titus 1, verse 4? Got two Saviors. Right. Let's look at Isaiah. Chapter 43, verse 11. I, even I, am the Lord, and beside me there is what? They say I, and then they got a slash, they don't have even. I slash, I am Jehovah, and besides me there is no Savior. Now, is he a liar? But according to this, they got two Saviors. Either Jesus Christ is Jehovah God manifesting the flesh, the same one talking in Isaiah is the same one that died on the cross for us, well, we got some. We got we got two different people here. We got a liar, a lord, or a lunatic. We got a counterfeit somewhere. You understand? Yeah. They don't want to. They don't want to put this together. They want to dismiss it. Mm, right. Right. Amen. 
Look at what it says in uh, Isaiah 44, verse 6. He said, Thus saith the Lord, the King of Israel, his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts. Did you notice the Lord of hosts? Who's the Lord of hosts? What's it say right there? Verse 6. Thus saith the Lord, the King of Israel, and his Redeemer, who? The Lord of hosts. Who's the Lord of hosts? His Redeemer. Right? Now watch this. I am the first and the last, and besides me there is no God. Here's his, this is what Jehovah has said, the king of Israel, the repurchaser. <laughs> Instead of redeemer, it's a repurchaser. Amen. Of him and Jehovah's armies. Of him, Jehovah of armies. I am the first and the last, and beside me there is no God. Isn't that something? So Jesus Christ shows up as God, manifesting the flesh. And they don't want to receive it. They don't want to accept it. Their Jehovah said there's no Savior. There's no God. He's the first. He's the last. What do you do with that? you got to sit back and throw this piece of trash out the window and get you a real Bible that believes the truth that tells you who God really is. Amen? Amen. <clears throat> I'm just reading from their book. Look at uh, verse 8. Let me show you, I'll show you how dumb their God is. Verse 8. Fear you not. Neither be afraid. Have not I told thee from the time and have declared it? You're even my witnesses. Is there a God beside me? Yea, there is no God. I know not any. <laughs> you see what that says? Huh? Let's go look at it. Uh, 44. Or am I, yeah, my 44 verse 8. And he says here, uh, do not be in dread, you people, and do not be become stupefied. Have not I from the time on caused you individually to hear and told it out, and you are my witnesses? Does there exist a God beside me? No, there is no rock. I have not recognized none. There's no rock. And there's no God beside him. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, where Nick and Brother Parks were the other night. These, these folks' books so messed up. You say, why do you got to do this? You got to sit back and go through and try to show them and teach the scriptures that they're so fouled up. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to teach you guys some truths. 1 Corinthians 10, verse 4. And all did drink the same spiritual drink, for they drank that spiritual rock and followed them, and that rock was who? That rock that followed them was who? Christ. So what did their book say? He, Jehovah's the rock. Well, I thought Christ here is the rock. Hello? Amen. Amen. I, I tell you. He said, no, there is no rock. Well, there's another rock. Deuteronomy says our rock's not their rock. So you're trying to tell me there's something wrong with Jesus Christ or are you telling me the, the wrong rock like Peter, the Catholics build upon? Amen. Let's go back to chapter 45 in Isaiah. I'm just having fun. I'm enjoying this. I just love the Bible. I love the Bible. I love to see what the book says. 
And what these people do is they learn a bunch of scriptures and they put it in a blender and they spit it out. They put it on a piece of paper and then they file people up. You know who they file up? They come in and the Baptists that get fed up and quit church and don't go on Wednesday nights, they go knock on their door and they begin to talk to them and show pretty books and pretty pictures and, and the next thing you know they start talking to them, wooing to them because they prey on people that don't know their Bible. Amen. Amen. They don't know their Bible. They won't study it. They got saved. Their sins are forgiven. They're going to heaven. But then they won't read their Bible. They won't come to Sunday school. They won't come to Sunday nights. They won't come to Wednesday nights. I'm not talking about people that get sick. I'm talking about people that just want to lay out. And then these people come in with slick tongues and they, they just prey on you. Taking you out, wine and dining, taking you to dinner, stuff all these books and literature in your face. And they deceive people because they're twisted. Isaiah 45. Isaiah 45, amen, verse 5, notice what it says, it said, I am the Lord, and there is none else, there is no God beside me, isn't that pretty good, I gird thee, amen, though thou hast not known me, there said, I am Jehovah, and there is no one else. With the exception of me, there is no God. They can't reconcile that. You understand? They can't understand how Jesus Christ would be God, and then you got Jehovah God if they're not the same person. Right? Verse 6, And they know not from the rising of the sun and from the west that there is none beside me. For I am the Lord, and there is what? None else. Let's see what there says. Verse 6, in order that people may know from the rising of the sun and from the setting thereof is none beside me. I wonder why they took West out. Amen. I am Jehovah and there is no one else. Forming light, creating darkness, making peace, creating calamity. I, Jehovah, am doing all these things. Let's verse 7. I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do these things. Drop down ye heavens from above and let the skies pour down righteousness. Let the earth open and let them bring forth salvation and let righteousness spring together. I, the Lord, have what? Now, the knucklehead that I was with, that reading today that's typed on my website, he turns, or on my YouTube thing, he turned around and said, the only thing that supposedly Jehovah God created was Jesus Christ. Then Jesus Christ supposedly created everything else. Well, right here in their Bible, they're saying Jehovah created all these other things. So now this guy don't even know what his own Bible says about the creation and creator and what Jehovah did. He said the only thing that God created was Jesus Christ, and then Jesus Christ created everything else. That doesn't say that. Jehovah supposedly created everything. Now do we got a liar? Who's a liar? The Jehovah Witness and their Bible or this book? They're saying this book's a lie. Hello? And I'm proving verse after verse in their Bible that they're contradicting themselves left and right. Jesus Christ is a Savior. He is the Creator. We'll get into more verses on creation. I'm just going through some things simply in the book of Isaiah. Look at what it says. Verse 9, Woe unto him that striveth with his... Now, did God make them? Or is the only thing he made Jesus Christ? Now, are they striving with Jesus Christ here or are they striving with Jehovah God? Hello? Doctrinally, they're striving with God the Father, right? Jehovah God. Right. Amen? Yeah. 
Let's look at what it says. Verse 9 in the Jehovah Witness Bible. Woe unto one that contendeth with his former, not his maker. You know why he's got to do that? He's got to infringe on copyrights. Amen. As an earthenware fragment with other earthenware fragments of the ground. <laughs> Should the clay say to its former, What do you make? And your achievements say, parenthesis, He has no hands. Verse 10, Woe to them one that saying to a father, What do you become? Father too. And to wife, What are you in birth pains with? Question mark. This is Jehovah has said, the Holy One of Israel, the former of him, ask me about the things are coming concerning my sons, concerning the activity of my hands, you people should command me. Verse 12, I myself have made the earth and created even man upon it. I slash my own hands have stretched out the heavens and all the army of them have I commanded. Now notice, if Jesus Christ, uh, if God only created Jesus Christ, then that, who's that talking there in their book? Is that Jesus Christ talking there? Is that Jesus Christ? You understand what I'm saying? Let's look at what the King James says. Well, in the hymn, verse 10, that saith unto his father, What begattest thou? Or to the woman, what hast thou brought forth? Thus saith the Lord, the Holy One of Israel, and his Maker, ask me of things to come. Concerning my sons, concerning the work of my hands, command you me. I have made the earth and created man upon it. I and my hands have stretched out the heavens and all their hosts have I commanded. You know who did that? God. Look at verse 15. Verily, thou art a God that hidest thyself, O God of Israel, who? The Savior. Isn't that, isn't that something? The Savior. And he said, indeed, is in the union with you and there is no one else. There is no parenthesis other God verse 15 truly you are a, a God keeping yourself concealed the God of Israel a Savior hmm. verse 18 let's look at verse 18 I like it for thus saith the Lord that created what the heavens plural three of them God himself that formed the earth and made it. He hath established it. He created it not in vain. He formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord and there is none else. You see that? 18. For this is what Jehovah said, the creator of the heavens. He, the true God, the former of the earth and the maker of it. He, the one who firmly established it, who did not create it simply for nothing, who formed it, even to be inhabited, I am Jehovah and there is no one else. He's referring to God. You understand? There's no other God. There's no other competitor. There's no other Savior. There's no other Creator. There's no other Maker. And Jesus claimed to have creative powers. Verse 19. I have not spoken in secret, and in a dark place of the earth I said not, I said not unto the seed of Jacob, seek me in vain. I, the Lord, speak of the righteous, and declare the things that are right. right. Amen. Look at what he says, verse 21. 
Tell ye and bring them near. Yea, let them take counsel together. Who hath declared this from ancient time? Who hath told it from that time? Have not I who? The Lord. And there is no God else beside me, a just God and a Savior. There is none beside me. Amen. You understand? Look at what there says. He says, I, Jehovah, besides whom there is no other God, a righteous God and a Savior, there's that there being none accepting me. Isn't that amazing? That's pretty amazing. Verse chapter 46, verse 9. He says, Remember the former things of old, for I am who? God, and there is none else. I am God, and there is none like me. Jesus is created in the likeness of God, huh? He's the express image of God. Did he lie? Is he lying? Look at what he says. Declaring the end from the what? Beginning. You know what that means? That's prophetic. You know what God does? He declares the end. He prophesies. He tells you things that's going to happen thousands of years in advance. And when it comes to pass, guess what? You'll know it's him. You know what Jesus did? He prophesied. Jesus prophesied multiple times. Right. How can he do that if it ain't the same person? Declaring the beginning from the end, from the ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand, I'll do all my pleasure. Verse 8, he says here, there is no other God nor anyone like me. Huh. Isn't that amazing? I'll show you one that I really like. Let's see what verse 4 says in 47. There's one purchaser purchasing us, Jehovah Armies. His, his name is his name and the Holy One of Israel. Here it says, as for our Redeemer, the Lord of hosts is his name, the Holy One of Israel. Who is the Lord of hosts? You have any idea who the Lord of hosts is? According to the scriptures, who's the Lord of hosts? Let's look, 48, verse 12. Hearken unto me, O Jacob and Israel, my called. I am what? He. he. Isn't that something? You know how many times Jesus said that? I am he, the first and the last. I also am the last. See, they want to change verses like that. But this one says, I am the first. Moreover, I am the last. Isn't that a blessing? So we see that some similarities there, right? And we see that Jesus is who that is. Let's go to Jeremiah. Jeremiah 27. Let's see what there says in Jeremiah 27. You get an insight when you see what people change, right? Jeremiah 27, verse 4. It said, And command them to stay, to say unto their masters, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of... Who's the Lord of hosts? The God of Israel. Isn't that something? Who's the God of Israel? The Lord of hosts. Lord of hosts. Let's look what it says here. And you must give them a command for their masters, saying, This is what Jehovah 
of armies, the God of Israel has said. This is what you should say to your masters. Verse 5, I myself have made the earth, mankind, and the beasts that are upon the surface of the earth by my great power and my stretched out arm. I have given it unto whom I have has proved right in my eyes. Well, here's what it says. Verse 5, I have made the earth and man and the beasts that are upon the ground by my great power and outstretched arm have I given it unto whom it seemed meet for me. Who did that? Jehovah God, right? He is the Lord of hosts. He is the King of Israel. He's the Redeemer of Israel. He's the God of Israel, right? Jeremiah 32. Jeremiah 32. You know what happens? A lot of people don't read their Bible through. They don't read the Bible and they don't they don't take mental notes and they don't they don't make connections to all these different phrases and titles of God. And God spreads it out all through the scriptures and we're to assemble it and put it together and make sense of it. You understand? God could turn right around and solve this whole problem just by writing it plain. He wants to see if you're going to follow him. Amen? And when he turns right, you can turn right. When he turns left, you can turn left. If he climbs up a tree, you got to follow him up the tree. Right? Amen? Listen, you got to understand the way God operates. Look at the verse 17. He said, O oh Lord God, behold, thou hast made the heaven and the earth by thy great power, and stretched that arm, and there is none, nothing too hard for thee. Thou showest loving kindness unto thousands, and and recompenses the iniquity of the fathers into the bosom of their children after them. The great, comma, the mighty God, comma, the Lord of hosts, comma, is his. Now we've just seen in chapter 27 that he's the God of Israel, the Lord of hosts. Who's the Lord of hosts? The God of Israel. Who's that? The mighty God. You understand me? Let's look and see what there says. Uh, da, 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 da. I can't, they got their numbers all mixed in here. 18. The great one. He says, the true, see true's parenthesis, the true God, the great one, the mighty one. See, they changed mighty God to the mighty one. Jehovah of armies is his being. You know what he is? Verse 17. Oh, alas, alas oh sovereign Lord Jehovah. <laughs> Now they're Calvinist. Amen. Here you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and by your outstretched arm. And the whole matter is not too wonderful for yourself. The one who's the one, capital O, exercising loving kindness towards thousands and repaying the heir of their fathers into the bosom of the sons of them. The, parenthesis, true God, the great one, the mighty one. All right. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 7. Isaiah chapter 7. Who did they say he was? The mighty God? They said he was the mighty one. Huh? Isaiah chapter number 7. I just like comparing Scripture with Scripture. I like it when God connects, when things connect. Verse 7, Therefore thus saith, I'm sorry, um, chapter 9. Isaiah chapter number 9. Amen. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful. 
comma, counselor, comma, the mighty God. Who is that? Nine six. Who? He's the mighty God. Who's the mighty God? The Lord of hosts. Who's the Lord of hosts? The God of Israel. Who's the God of Israel? The King of Israel. Who's the King of Israel? The creator of all the ends of the earth. Who is that? The Lord. Who's the Lord? Huh? Jesus. Isn't that something? Look at what it says. You ready? The mighty God, the who? Everlasting Father. Let's go to Isaiah 32. I got a note there. Let's see what it says. I don't know why I got I got Jeremiah I thought it said Isaiah never mind uh, I got DT7 let me see if that's Deuteronomy 7 sometimes I can't even read my own notes oh yeah 721 Deuteronomy 721 so you just got to make references you got to make notes you got to compare scripture with scripture comparing spiritual things with spiritual that's what you do that's what these guys don't like doing they, they read all these other books to correct the book right let's see I don't I, I haven't looked up to see what this says in their Bible yet 721 thou shalt not be affrighted to them for the Lord thy God is among you a mighty God and terrible, terrible. isn't that something let's see you must not suffer shock because of them for Jehovah your God is in the midst a great and fear-inspiring God. So they took out mighty God out of there. Why did they change it? A fear-inspiring God? Why do, they don't want to make the connection that the mighty God is the Lord Jesus Christ. So they destroy the cross-references. You understand what I'm saying? What they're doing? That's why they do it. This one don't have a copyright on it. This one does. And so does all the other ones they compare themselves to. Why? Because it's for a buck. This one has no copyright. You can publish this and write this. You know what? This one stands alone and it's true. I'm reading to you what it says. I ain't interpreting nothing. Ready? Let's go to Amos. Let's see what Amos got to say. Famous Amos. Amos chapter 4. Let's see what this little corrupt translation here has got to say. <laughs> Amen. It's what it is. By a bunch of corrupt lost men trying to but they're 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 plugged into Satan, though, that's for sure. He says in verse twelve, Amos four twelve, therefore thus will I do unto thee, O Israel, because I will do this unto thee, prepare to meet thy God, O Israel. For lo, he that formed the mountains and created the wind and declared unto man what his, is his thought that maketh the morning darkness and treadeth upon the high places of the earth, the Lord, the God of hosts is his name. He says, get ready to meet your God, O Israel. For look, the, the former of the parenthesis, the, because the, the is not in their manuscripts, the wind, and the one telling to the earthly man what his mental concern is. The one making dawn into obscurity. And the one treading on the earth's high places, Jehovah, the God of armies, is his name. And that's something. The Lord, the God of Israel, is his name. Let me show you something there. When it said the Lord, 
Can I give you something that's real important? Let's turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I can show you how this is not inspired of the Holy Ghost. Oh, this is not what the Holy Ghost has written. Verse 3. Wherefore I give unto you understanding that no man speaking by the Spirit of God called Jesus accursed, and that no man can say that Jesus is the huh? Lord. The Lord. Not Jesus is Lord. Jesus is the Lord. T-H-E. You understand? But by how? Holy Ghost. Here it says Jesus is accursed and nobody can say Jesus is Lord exclamation point except by the Holy Spirit. How come they took thee out? It's a direct deity reference. You understand? He is the Lord. They think that every place that says the Lord in their Bible is referring to Jehovah. So for them to have the Lord right here is a reference to Jehovah. You know what Jesus means? Jehovah saves. Jehovah, God manifested in the flesh, took on a body, amen, and dwelled among us. He's the Lord. Amen. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. There's a big difference. No man can say that Jesus is the Lord, but by the who? The Holy Ghost. You understand? You with me? Back to Titus. Titus, chapter 1. See, there's a great conspiracy to attack and destroy the Word of God. Do you understand? And they're, they're, they're denying the only Lord God that bought them. These are corrupt people. Let's see. Now here they say it. It's amazing. And they said, believe on the Lord Jesus. But they don't say the Lord Jesus Christ. They don't put it all together. They don't put his whole identity together. Jesus is who? The Lord Jesus. When they showed up, he said, Art thou the Christ? Right? Doesn't John 20, 31 say, These are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing on him he might have life through his name? The Christ. Who is the Christ? Christ is from everlasting to everlasting. He's the anointed one that was promised to come. You understand? And when you leave off Christ, you're leaving off his deity. Why do they want to leave it out of Acts 16, 31? They don't want to attach deity to them. They're always cutting them down. They're always making them a lesser. They don't want to put them on the same level. Let's go to uh, Titus here. It says the Lord, Jesus Christ. Let's go to John 8. I was dealing with these knuckleheads the other day, and uh, uh, I threw out John 8 at them, and they came back, and they said the only reason that Jesus said I am is he is saying that he was before Abraham. They don't want to equate with him to be the great I am that I am. Amen. Hello. That's what these knuckleheads do. They want, to, they want to change the scriptures. They don't want to believe what's said. And I'm sorry, I've got to turn, take so much time turning to all these different places. It takes a little bit of time. But John 8, 
they're arguing. And they say, we be not born of fornication, referring that Jesus' mother was a whore. You understand? Amen. That's exactly what they said. We be not born of fornication. So they said the virgin Mary was not a virgin. And I can't turn their pages. And it says here in 58, Jesus says this. They're arguing about who he makes himself. Look, let's look at verse 53. Art thou greater than our father Abraham, which is dead, and the prophets are dead? Whom makest thou thyself? Jesus answered, If I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my father that honoreth me, of whom ye say, uh, He is your God. Yet ye have not known him, but I know him. And if I should say I know him not, I should be a liar like unto you. But I know him and keep his commandment, or keep his sayings. And your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. Then said the Jews unto him, Thou art not yet fifty years old. Hast thou seen Abraham? And Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Before Abraham was, I am. What did he equate there? He equated Exodus 3, verse 14. Okay? Then they took up stones to cast on him, and Jesus hid himself, went out through the midst of the temple, and so passed by. They wanted to kill him. Why did they want to kill him? Because he said he, he seen Abraham or was before Abraham? No. He equated himself with God. Now watch this. Verse 58. Jesus said unto them, Most truly I say unto you, before Abraham came into existence, I have been. What a knucklehead. They want to destroy the they want to destroy the cross reference that Jesus is God, I am in the flesh. Let's go to John 10. So I threw this back at him. I just say this for fun because I like saying it. Verse 27, My sheep hear my voice, and I follow them. I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Thank God, everlasting. Amen. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. I'm in his hand, not on it. Amen. Verse 29, My Father gave them me. Personal gift is Jesus Christ. Is greater than all. And no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. Then the Jews took up stones again, right, to stone him. And Jesus answered them, Many good works have I showed unto you of my Father. Which of those works do you stone me? And Jews answered him, saying, For a good work we stone thee not, but for blasphemy, because thou, being a man, makest thyself who? God. Isn't that something? Let's see what they say. Verse 33. And they, we are stoning you not for a fine work for blasphemy, because you, although being a man, make yourself a G-O-D. A little God. Well, I thought according to John 1.18 here, he is a little G-O-D. Hello? So he's a G-O-D in John 1.18, so he's not, he's not G G big capital G-O-D, right? right? But then when they get over here, you're just making yourself a little G-O-D. Well, should he have been making himself a big capital G-O-D? Huh? These guys are nuts, man. They're nuts. Amen? Yeah, they took one toke too many. They're, they're gone. They're brain dead. <laughs> Amen? Huh? John 14. I tell you, these guys got a bad coke habit or heroin addict or something because they, they sure can't get nothing right. They're, they're, they're influenced by a spirit. It's called the devil. Yeah. You understand? And he, he's guiding them, directing them to deny the only Lord God that bought them. John 14, verse 6. Jesus said to them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man coming out of the Father but by... Man, ain't that something? That's pretty proud, ain't it? Or he's pretty confident. 
And then he says, verse 7, if, I, if ye had known me, ye should have known my Father also. And from henceforth ye know him and have seen him. Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us who? The Father, and it suffices. You just, you just show us who the Father is and everything be all right. We'll be content. We'll be happy. We'll just rest in that. Right? Just, hey, just, you know, just remove the veil. I mean, you're talking to us in parables. We, we can't understand anything you're saying. Come on, Lord. You, you just, you'll solve the mystery if you just remove the veil. Yeah. Right? So Jesus winds up, throws him a Bugs Bunny change-up. Amen? Verse 9. I say unto him, Have I been so long time? <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you, yet thou hast not known who? <laughs> Me, Philip. He that hath seen me has seen who? The Father. And how sayest then show us the Father? Believest that I thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father where? In me, and the words I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very works sake. You know what he's talking about there? You, you want to know the reference? You're made a trichotomy, a body, soul, and spirit. God, the Spirit, is inside God, and Jesus is in God. Listen, I got saved, the Holy Spirit put me into Christ, and Christ came into me. We're, we're immersed. We're one, bone of bone, flesh of flesh. How do I explain that? I can't explain that. All I know is God said I'm in him and he's in me. All I know is in Ephesians 2, there's part of me in heaven and there's part of God down here and there's part of me down here. How do you, how do you explain that? God knows where the All I know is I believe it. Amen. Jesus staying here and said, you want to see? You want to see the Father? Look at me. Because I'm the express image of the Father. And when you see me, you see him. When you see this body, you see Cliff Parks. But this body's not Cliff Parks. You understand? It's not I that sin, but sin that dwells where? In me, that is in my body, my flesh. When you look at my flesh, you don't see the real Cliff. This is just a house I'm living in. The body, the man Christ Jesus right there, is the house that the Father's living in. How else can I? I can't explain it any other way. Right? Let us make man in our image, plural. They don't believe in the Trinity. And he said, God formed man out of dust to the ground, body. Breathed in his nostrils a breath of life, spirit. And man became a living soul. He's a Trinity. I can't explain it, but he's one unit. When he stands up there, he's a Trinity. How do you explain that? I don't know. He's got three parts. He's got a body, he's got a soul, he's got a spirit. I got a body, he got a soul, he got a spirit. Jesus Christ got a body, soul, and spirit. His spirit is the Holy Ghost, the Lord, the Lord. Let's go to Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians three. The Father is Lord, Jesus is Lord, and the Holy Ghost is Lord. Right? They baptize him in the name of the Lord. Baptize him in the name of the Father, Son, and who? The Holy Ghost. And they're all Lord. Pretty simple, ain't it? Second Corinthians three. Verse 17. Now the Lord is what? That spirit. That spirit. Isn't that something? Mm -hmm. The one. 
<laughs> Hello? Do you get it? Do you understand yet? And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Amen. Let's go to... Well, I got in. We're in there. And uh, we'll take up more of these verses and we'll just spend the next three or four weeks just teaching on deity and going through verses to prove who Jesus Christ is. I hate using theirs, but I got to try to show them. If they're going to watch this, I got to show them that their Bible's full of contradictions and full of holes. Their book says there's one Savior, but then their book says there's two Saviors. Their book says there's one God, but then there's two gods. I'm telling you, they're, they're crippled too high for crutches. Father, we love you. I ask you to bless now.